0: Entrepreneur on Fire 1067. If you wait around until you feel like doing something, you're either not going to do it or you're going to be waiting too long. Hey,
1: Fire Nation, and welcome to EO Fire, where I chat with inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Ready to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days? Introducing my passion project, The Freedom Journal. This leather-bound journal will guide you in the setting and accomplishing of your goal in 100 days. Text JOURNAL to 33444. IGNITE. GoToMeeting makes it easy to meet with your team whenever, wherever. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try a Free button today. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30-day trial. If you want 100% satisfaction guarantee, then go to LegalZoom.com today. Since they're not a law firm, you can get advice from LegalZoom's network of independent attorneys in most states. LegalZoom.com, promo code FIRE. FIRE Nation, in the house, John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Rich Roll. Rich, are you prepared to ignite? I am prepared to ignite as best as I can. (laughs) Rich is a world-renowned, plant-based, ultra-endurance athlete, in-demand public speaker, wellness advocate, number one best-selling author of Finding Ultra and The Plant Power Way, host of the wildly popular Rich Roll podcast, an inspirational hero to a global audience of wellness seekers as a transformative example of courageous and healthy living. All right, Rich. Take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro, and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life.
0: Oh, where to begin? Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I always struggle with this question. I do so many different things, and uh, it's always that cocktail, you know, thing. Like, what do you do? But you know, essentially, I'm I'm a wellness advocate at large. Uh, like you said, I have a I have a podcast that I am very passionate about. Uh, I'm an author. I've written two books. I'm working on another book. I travel extensively and do a lot of public speaking. And I'm also you know, I'm a dad, I got four kids, and I'm happily married. So juggling a lot of different things, as is uh, the entrepreneur's life.
1: Well, it is that cocktail question that seems to always come up, you know, that what do you do question. And that's why I kind of want to make it a little simpler with this next part. So let's just picture you are at a networking party, and you were confined to just 10 seconds. Like, what would you say if someone did walk up to you and say, Rich, what exactly do you do?
0: Well, I always try to do like a quick read on the person and try to intuitively, you know, try to get a grip on where I think that person is coming from. And that will sometimes dictate my answer. Okay. They seem pretty fit. (laughs) Let's just picture they seem pretty fit. Well, then I would probably say that I'm an athlete and a wellness advocate. Oh, there you go. So Rich, you're doing a lot of great things.
1: You have a lot of different ways that you're reaching a lot of people, inspiring the masses in a ton of different industries. But can you break it down for Fire Nation the different ways that you are currently generating revenue that you're taking your passions and turning it into a viable business?
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, it's pretty diversified. Like I try to not be overly dependent on any one uh, revenue stream, uh, so that way I can make decisions based not on money, but but. but but instead by you know where i think i can impact the most number of people so um, i generate revenue off the podcast i've written two books and those both generate you know good revenue for me we have products on my website at richroll.com and then fees for speaking gigs uh, is essentially how it works we're also partners in a plant-based restaurant uh, out in the West Valley uh, area of Los Angeles. And I'm also partners in a a vegan gluten-free bakery and always looking to get involved with new and different businesses and and just be as diversified as possible, provided that all of the things that I get involved with are all sort of consistent with the message that I'm trying to put out there.
1: And I think that is a key word, consistency, Fire Nation. I mean, we can put ourselves out there and diversify and do all these things. But if we're doing it in a brand-focused type of way, then it's going to be a win-win. And Rich, you have written some amazing books. I'm a huge fan specifically of Finding Ultra. That really just opened my eyes to what the human body was capable of doing and and really broke through some mental barriers that I had in in regards to fitness, in regards to health. And and it really helped me a lot and, and still does to this day. But, you know, you're not always going to be a rock star. You know, you're not always going to be hitting out of the park with every single thing that you do. I mean, that's part of being an entrepreneur. I mean, we've all had the tough times. So what I would like for you to do with our listeners is take us to what you consider the worst entrepreneurial moment that you've experienced thus far and really tell us that story.
0: You know, I kind of look back on things in, in my my life experience uh, has told me that some of the things that I look back on being the worst things that have ever happened to me generally turn out to be some of the best things right. because they are, you know, experience that then inform, you know, how I changed my life. So, you know, I think, you know, when I look back and I think, you know, I was a I was not bred to be an entrepreneur. Like I grew up, you know, kind of a safety seeker and and knew how to kind of play the academic game pretty well. And, you know, I went to Stanford, I went to Corn Cornell Law School. And I, I had my struggles, you know, I was, a, you know, I was an alcoholic and a, a drug addict and all sorts of crazy stuff that I had to kind of deal with in my 20s and 30s. But somehow I was able to kind of still perform well academically. And, and my, ho- my whole life was kind of premised on that you know American dream, like study hard, work hard, get the best job, and you know I found myself on the partnership track at a very prestigious los angeles law firm and and had I stayed there, I would have been very well compensated and by all accounts, you know a very successful person and uh, but i just couldn 't do it. it was no longer in alignment with you know who 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 I wanted to be and and I remember the day that I just quit you know I just walked out. Uh, I had zero plan. Uh, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know that that was going to be the first step in becoming an entrepreneur. And it took me many, many years. And it was sort of an ill-fated plan. Like I I didn't know what I was going to do. So I can look back on that and say, well, that was my worst entrepreneurial moment because, you know, I just didn't have any concept of what my next move was going to be. But for me, that was necessary. I had to kind of you know, really cut that rope in order to free myself and then contemplate, you know, really ask myself those hard questions about what it was that I wanted to be doing with myself. You use the words safety
1: seeker. And I think that's so powerful for all of our listeners. I mean, Fire Nation is either currently a safety seeker or remembers the time that they were. I mean, that, that is just a period of our lives that we go through. And some people live there as a safety seeker. So can we just kind of sit here for a second, Rich? Because I kind of want to get your definition of what a safety seeker is, why you were one, and then how you ended up breaking out of it.
0: That's a great question. I think that, uh, you know, in the way that I was raised, it was sort of incumbent upon me to perform academically and to kind of, you know, fit into the flow of society. And I kind of was on this habit trail, you know, where I never really took a moment to stop and think about what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? And I, I was just a cog in a wheel in a very big system, and I was able to figure out how to function well within that construct. But it was never impressed upon me like, hey, man, you know, who who are you? Like, what, you know, what's important to you? Like, are you contributing? Do, does, you know, how you spend your time make you feel good about yourself? Like, I, I never really asked myself those questions. And so, I think for me, you know, a safety seeker is is someone who perhaps is is, at times, I'm not going to make a generalization about everybody, but kind of out of touch with, with who they really are, you know, and so it's just, it's easy to kind of um, try to figure out how you're going to, you know, f- be a member of society in a way that will be socially approved of and will provide you with a paycheck that allows you to, you know, pay your bills and, and, and whatnot and and perhaps even prevent you from then asking yourself those questions. And you look, for some people it works. Not everybody is inherently meant to be an entrepreneur, um but i think for me you know that 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 way of living just became at odds with you know the plans that i had for what i wanted to do with myself
1: now you did use the phrase fit into the flow and i know that i resonate with that i mean i thought that was the path that i was supposed to be on you know i went into the army for 8 years like i was on a very traditional path i thought i was in the flow but then i love how you transitioned to say you never took a moment to actually step back and say like, what do I, Rich Roll, want? Like, what is like really going to make me happy in life and not just, quote unquote, fit in? And we just, Fire Nation, get swept along in this river of life. And, and for so far too many, people get to the end of their journey and they look back and they say, what just happens? Like, how did I live that life? I didn't even make an intentional decision once during it. And there's a great book. It's called The Ten Biggest Regrets of the Dying and by far the biggest regret that's All of these people had that were interviewed for this book, which was thousands, was that they didn't live an intentional life for them, but fit into, you know, the parameters that other outside forces put upon them. So Fire Nation, just do not get caught up in that river. And I love that, Rich. That's my biggest takeaway from what you just shared. But what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from that worst moment that you experienced?
0: Yeah, well I think that uh you know intellectually we all understand, you know, the sort of you know, the wishes of the dying, you know. But the trick is how do you then translate that into tangible action? Right. And it's scary, you know, it's it's terrifying. And so I think the first thing is you have to understand that that it is it is scary, like acknowledge the gravity of that situation and then do the interior work to be able to figure out What it is that is most important for you to express. I mean, for me, the first step was, look, I got, you know, I was, I had to go to rehab for a hundred days. And that was the first time in my life, you know, I was 31 years old where I took a pause in my life and actually started to reflect on the choices that I had made. And I think it's becoming increasingly more and more difficult for people because we're, you know, our faces are planted in our phones and we're so distracted and that's not going anywhere. So it, it, it becomes more and more incumbent upon us. To create healthy boundaries around technology and all the stimulus that's coming at us to really find time each day to get quiet with ourselves, to do that personal inventory so that you can develop that connection with yourself, that relationship with yourself so that you can understand what it is that moves you, what it is that makes you uh, makes your, it makes you get out of bed in the morning, makes your heartbeat, you know, what is it that you're passionate about? Because in my experience, and I'm sure you've heard this all the time, people say, well, I love, you know, I love what you're doing, John, you know, entrepreneur on fire. It's amazing. But like, I don't know what my passion is. I yeah. don't know, you know, and it's like, we can't answer that question for you. Only you can answer that question for yourself. And there is no, um, way to do that, uh, other than to really take the time to connect with yourself. I mean, meditation is a huge part of of that for me, as is, you know, the endurance training that I do. I'm out by myself. I have a lot of time to connect with who I am, to really ponder, you know, that path for myself. And I think we all have to carve out that time. There really is no, like, life hack for that, like – I think if you're trying to shortcut that, you're doing yourself a disservice. And I would say to anybody listening out there, you know, to make that investment in, 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 in time for yourself and it will pay, you know, dramatic dividends over the course of your life.
1: Rich it struck me when I was reading Finding Ultra the amount of aha moments that you had throughout that book. I mean I just stopped counting and I'm a, I'm a guy that just like loves reading the aha moments and and really just diving into them and kind of unpacking how it happened and then how you turn those moments into success. I mean that's fascinating to me and that's why I make that, the aha moment, an integral part of every Entrepreneur on Fire interview. And I think this is going to be tough for you specifically because you've you've had so many of these throughout your life, but you're kind of getting to know Fire Nation now. You know, we are entrepreneurs who are struggling to find our passions and to get out of the flow and to take some time for ourselves. So take us to one of your epiphanies, to one of your light bulbs that you had at some point in your journey and really take it down to the ground level and share with us that story of that aha moment.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, like you said, I've had a couple of them. I think we all have aha moments. And the trick is really to develop the acuity to be paying attention enough to recognize them when they come because they're very, very powerful. But I think maybe the one that's, that's sort of most profound and appropriate for this podcast was when I was 39 years old. And at the time I was working as a corporate lawyer, 80 hour weeks. And I was subsisting on, you know, what I like to call the window diet. If you drive your car up to a fine dining establishment <laughs> and roll your window down and they hand you food, that's what you eat. And so I was 50 pounds overweight. Um, I was just sluggish. I was, you know, your classic couch potato hurtling in middle age, like really kind of disaffected, somewhat depressed about my life. Um, you know, on the outside looking in, I kind of had it made. You know, I was... I was building a family. We live in a beautiful home, and I had a promising career. But on the inside, I was sort of dying. And it all kind of came to a head uh, late one evening after, you know, working late, came home. My family was asleep, and I just started to make my way up a simple flight of stairs to go to sleep, and I had to pause. Like, I was winded, out of breath, tightness in my chest, sweat in my brow, and and really fear in my heart. Like, I thought I was on the precipice of having a heart attack. (sighs) And it was a very specific moment of time that, like, crystallized Everything for me, and made me realize that I had a choice you know it was a it was a a window of opportunity and willingness where I realized that I needed to take inventory of how I was living and that I needed to make some changes um, immediately and and very specifically and you know I was able to kind of understand the power of that moment because i it was a, it, it was very similar to the day I woke up and decided to get sober and i I, I realized like if you don't pay attention to that and really heed it and respect it and just say, well, I'll deal with that tomorrow, like that, that door will shut and you don't know if it's going to visit you again. And so I was able to kind of hold on to that, grab onto that. And that was really the first step in making some changes that were small at first in my life. But I had no idea would ultimately translate into, you know, me being on a podcast with you and talking <laughs> about these issues, you know, that's, that's the beautiful, miraculous thing about aha moments.
1: It is. And how they unfold is fascinating. And again, that's why I love bringing people like you on and talking it through because for our listeners, Fire Nation, you know, who maybe haven't found that passion yet, you know, that's one piece of the puzzle, of course, but then once they find that passion, you know, we need to know how to take that idea and, and that fire that we now have and actually turn it into something that could potentially be successful down the road. And that's why I like really going through that is so key. And Rich, what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from that aha moment that you had back in the day?
0: Yeah, like I said, I mean, my aha moment is my aha moment. And, and, and everybody has their version of that. And again, it goes, it goes back to really starting to learn to, to pay attention to your life so that when episodes arise, you can recognize them for what they are. And I think in terms of translating that into you know, sustainable, tangible change, um, we like to get caught up in, in really fancy, kind of romantic, large goals. But the truth of the matter is, it all boils down to what's the next action you're going to take, right? You can set a big goal for yourself, and I think that's important. But the truth of the matter is that real change starts with your next action. Right. What is the next thing you're going to do, whether it's the next meal you're going to eat or whether you're going to work out in the morning or meditate or journal in the morning or, you know, what is your next interaction with your boss going to be? You know, what is your next move? Right. And really being conscious of being present in the moment that, you're, that you find yourself in and trying to take. You know, at times when you're trying to transition your life, it's about taking a contrary action. We all have these instincts and impulses. We're hardwired and we're creatures of habit to keep doing what we've always done. But it's about developing the the awareness to make a different choice. And it's by making those different choices consistently over time. I'm a huge believer in consistency is what will ultimately transition your life and do it in a a real and sustainable way that will, you know – find yourself, you know, you'll find yourself, you know, in a very different place. It won't be overnight, but, you know, a year or two years later, doing things very differently.
1: Fire Nation, that's what I call a rewinder. Rich, what's your biggest weakness as an entrepreneur?
0: I think my biggest weakness as an entrepreneur is that I probably don't spend enough time thinking about how I'm going to make money or monetizing what I'm putting out into the world uh, and spend too much time kind of focusing on, uh the minutia of what I do. So for example, when I do a podcast, I belabor the, 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 the blog post that goes with each podcast right. and I stay up way too late writing all this stuff. And then I'm like, why did I spend all that time? I don't even know if anyone's reading that. So I can get distracted by the minutiae and, and probably, uh, you know, I'm, I'm focused on putting out great quality content, but you know, I, I wouldn't characterize myself as a businessman per se. What's your biggest strength? My biggest strength, I think, is that I'm always trying to be authentic in what I'm putting out into the world. Like I'm I'm not trying to be a superhero. I'm not trying to tell everyone that I have the answers. Um, I'm just trying to share my experience and be as honest and transparent and authentic as I possibly can be in that regard. Um, And I and and I really care about quality. Like I really try to put everything that I put out. I try to have you know, sort of the utmost quality in doing that. And I think, you know, I have the long view in mind. It's less about, you know, how much money did I make this week or how many downloads that I get, but really like, you know, am I consistently putting out great stuff that will stand the test of time and, and resonate with the most number of people?
1: And Fire Nation, this is an absolute recipe for success. I love the Albert Einstein quote try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And Rich, that's what you're doing. You're just being a person of value, and that's huge. Now, you have a lot of things going on right now that you're rightfully so excited about, but what's the one thing that you are most fired up about today?
0: I think I'm most fired up about just this explosion of interest in podcasting. You know, it's like, you've been doing this for a long time. I'm coming up on, I don't know, almost three years of this. Wow. Um, you know, I've been a fan of podcasts for a long time, and, and I wouldn't consider myself an early adopter. Uh, but it's, it's, it's amazing sort of the impact of shows like Serial and some of the great kind of content, quality content that's coming online now that's really captivating a much larger mainstream interest uh, from people out there who are dialing up podcasts like never before. And so I'm see- we're seeing, you know, as, as you know, tremendous growth in this space, and it just feels great. To be able to, you know, have a voice in this conversation uh, that people are responding to. And it's cool because it's the oldest form of media, right? We're back to, you know, right. old-timey radio and the fact that that is connecting with so many people in in new and exciting ways I think is really really cool.
1: No, it's fascinating. We talked a little bit about this in the pre-interview, but you know, I just got back from keynoting Podcast Movement, which was an unbelievable 1100 person event in Fort Worth, Texas. We're going to get you there hopefully next year in July for Chicago. It. It's going to be in Chicago next year and it's going to be it's definitely bigger than it was this year, and, and it's just such a great community, so much fun. And and Rich, you've been doing such great work in podcasting for almost three years now. I mean, you're in the one thousand review club, by the way. So welcome. I don't know
0: what that is, but
1: <laughs> well, you have over one thousand reviews on iTunes. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Okay, That's cool. huge.
1: I put you in the point one percent of all iTunes podcasts, which is massive. So you're definitely doing the right things um, for your podcast, for your community. And you know, I'm I'm honored to be in the same medium as you for sure.
0: Well, that means a lot coming from you, man, because you're, you're killing it. And I have nothing but mad respect for everything that you're doing. Thanks. Appreciate it. So Fire Nation, we're about to enter the lightning round. But before we do,
1: let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. How did the legal system get so complicated? If laws are made to protect and serve us, then why do you have to pay a lawyer by the hour to figure out how to run your own business or how to protect your own family? Thanks to LegalZoom, you don't. For more than a decade, they provided a way for normal people like you and me to confidently navigate the legal system. LegalZoom is not a law firm, and that's how they provide such great value. They don't rely on charging excessive hourly rates. If you need help with incorporation, LLCs, trademarks, last wills, living trusts, and more, start with LegalZoom. They've got the right people on hand to answer your questions, including a network of independent attorneys to provide legal advice in most states. Don't let legal hurdles become an excuse. Go to LegalZoom.com today and start building your own future right now. Don't forget to enter FIRE in the referral box to check out to save even more. That's LegalZoom.com promo code FIRE. LegalZoom.com. Communication and relationship building is everything in business, but if you're looking for ways to save yourself time, money, and hassle, then stop traveling to in-person meetings. Still meet with your clients and coworkers, but just do it online instead. My recommendation, Citrix GoToMeeting, because it's a smarter way to meet. GoToMeeting makes it easy to meet with your team whenever you need to, wherever you are, because with GoToMeeting, you can be from any computer, tablet, or smartphone without travel expenses, hassle, or traffic. Plus, you can still have that face-to-face Interaction. Just turn on your webcam and with GoToMeeting's HD quality, it's like being in the same room. I want you to sign up for GoToMeeting today. Try it free for 30 days, nothing to lose. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button. Do it now and have your first meeting up and running in minutes. That's GoToMeeting.com for your free 30 day trial. Rich, are you prepared for the lightning rounds?
0: I'm ready to go, man. Let's
1: do it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
0: Well, I think it goes back to being that, that safety seeker, that security seeker. You know, I stayed in a uh, sort of a, a safe corporate environment, you know, way too long until I was in enough pain where I just didn't even have a choice anymore that, that, that I had to leave. So, um, you know, I think if I was more connected with who I was earlier on, I would have entered, you know, the entrepreneurial space much younger.
1: What's the best advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, other than, hey, dude, you're an alcoholic and you need to get sober. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Uh, probably, uh, probably mood follows action, right? Mood follows action. And, and by that, I mean, uh, you know, if you wait around until you feel like doing something, you're either not going to do it or you're going to be waiting too long. So taking action irrespective of your emotional state around that action um, has been kind of a mantra for me that has, that has been very helpful.
1: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
0: Uh, transparency and, and authenticity, I think are are absolutely essential and key to everything that I do. Do you have an internet resource like Evernote that you can share with our listeners? I don't know that I have like a certain productivity hack um in terms of nutrition, because that's what I speak to yeah. a lot. I like nutritionfacts.org. It's an amazing resource for researching uh specific issues around nutrition and I, I love going to that.
1: Nutritionfacts.org. And if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, Rich, to join Finding Ultra and the Plant Power Way on the show notes page. What would that book be and why?
0: I think The War of Art. Um uh, by Stephen Pressfield is an amazing resource for anyone who is, uh, interested in expressing their ideas, any kind of creative person or, or entrepreneur person. It's a great primer on how to combat and overcome the sort of daily obstacles that, uh, you know, that present themselves that impede our progress, uh, towards moving towards our, our goals. Have you read any of his fiction work? I haven't. I I mean, I know he's written extensively, and uh, you know the golf book and all of that. But I've I've usually just I'm reading I'm reading Turning Pro right now, which is a a nice primer to uh, the War of Art. Big time, yeah. And do the work is a good one. I mean, he's the author that when I read
1: War of Art, which was my introduction to him, I just said, okay, I'm going to read all his nonfiction, and then I just was just didn't have enough, and I went into all the fiction. And I'm telling you, the fiction is. Awesome. He has one about Alexander the Great. He has one about the Six Day War in Israel. I mean, unbelievable across the board.
0: I will check it out.
1: Fire Nation, I know you love audio. So I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Rich, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next
0: seven days? Oh, wow. Uh, Let's see. (laughs) I'd probably uh, put out a podcast. Yes. (laughs) I I mean, what else? What else is there to do, right? All I need is a laptop. That's it.
1: That's it. You get the microphone right there, man. Your voice
0: is to the world. And what do you think you're going to podcast about? Uh, I would just share my experience authentically about what it's like to wake up in a world where I don't know anybody. <laughs> Rich,
1: let's end today on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
0: Mm, parting piece of guidance would be uh, to, uh, if you're going to do anything, wake up in the morning and meditate first. Don't check your email. Take that time, even if it's just five minutes, even if it's just one minute, to connect with yourself. Super, super powerful. Um, And then, uh, yeah, in terms of connecting with me, I mean, everything that I do is on my website, richroll.com, R-I-C-H-R-O-L-L.com. I'm pretty easy to find on the internet. I'm at richroll on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You already mentioned the books, Finding Ultra, The Plant Power Way. I've got a couple online courses on mindbodygreen.com that you can check out. One is uh, called The Art of Living with Purpose, which is all about goal setting and kind of relevant to, you know, the entrepreneur audience that you have.
1: Awesome. We will link all of that up in the show notes page because Fire Nation, you know, that you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with Rich Roll and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. Just type Rich in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. Check him out on social media. He's Rich Roll, Twitter, you name it, richroll.com, mindbodygreen.com for those courses. And of course, like I said, Fire Nation, will be linking all of this up on the show notes page and rich i just want to say thank you for sharing your journey with fire nation today for that we salute you brother and we'll catch you on the flip side
0: thanks so much man it's been great talking to
1: you fire nation thank you for joining us on eo fire visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today killer resources free trainings and so much more Join me on our upcoming live podcast workshop where I'll teach you how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast, answer any questions you have, and give you a special gift. Text PARADISE to 33444 and we'll reserve your spot. Today is your day, Fire Nation. Ignite. Ignite.